Hello, everyone. Here we are in the book of Ecclesiastes again. I like to call it the wisdom of Shirak. And here we are in 30 and 3. 33, and that normally is an occult number. It's the uh, number of uh, Osiris when he comes out of the three dark days of the winter solstice. And he starts to grow again on the 33rd degree, and uh, that is the uh, sun cycle we're talking about there as related to the Osiris legend. It's an occult number in most cases, not all cases. All right, so chapter 33, the safety of him that feareth the Lord and the wise and the foolish and the times and the seasons. Men are in his hands as clay in the potter. Now that goes back to Egypt. That, that actually starts there in Jeremiah pretty clearly. It's really fantastic. Uh, okay. Um, in regards yourself, take care of yourself and uh, of servants. Yeah, take care of your good servants. So here we go, 33, Ecclesiasticus, verse 1. It says, There shall no evil happen unto him that feareth the Lord, but in temptation, even again, he will deliver him. Okay, and that doesn't mean you don't have trials. That doesn't mean evil people won't attack you. That don't mean that Satan isn't awaiting to try to trip you up and... Um, to uh, get rid of the good course that you're on, to uh, try to move one of your footsteps where it shouldn't be as you go along. You do have your trials and tribulations, and evil people are all around us. It doesn't mean that. It means you'll be taken care of. It doesn't matter how dark the woods are that you're walking through. Uh, you are being protected by the Lord. Yes, you have a trial. Yes, you go through temptations. Yes, you have evil uh, uh, on all sides, but you have the Lord taking care of you. How about that? All right, and two, it says, A wise man hateth not the law, L-A-W, that's capital L. But he that is a, an hypocrite therein is as a ship in a storm. So they're tossed to and fro. They're up and down. They are... Ying and yang, they are dark light. They are double-speak, double-hearted, double-tongued. Yeah, the people that don't love the doctrine. That's what it's talking about here. It's more than the law of Moses. We love that too. But it's the whole doctrine that we've been given. And that's a wise man. He does not hate the Bible. All right, in two, in three. It says, a man of understanding trusteth in the law, and the law is faithful unto him as an oracle. Okay? All right, so there we are. Um, the law, capital L, and uh, this, this written word has got the Spirit of God in it. Um, this oracle is uh, like a... Like a a prophecy or a parable it's it's a wonderful term it's a given from god 
um, the doctrine given by angels. For it says, prepare what to say, and so thou shalt be heard, and bind up instruction, and make, and then make answer. So here we are not just doing uh, it as it hits us. We're, we're preparing what we're going to say. There's a time when you're an orator to go ahead and get a, uh, what do you want to call it, a cheat sheet? Get your notes ready. Prepare what to say in this case. Now, I know he told the apostles, don't think about it in the last days here because the Holy Ghost will guide us on what to say. There's a time for that, too. Um, but here, we're talking about oration and uh, making a speech and uh, having it all in order. And it really flows good when it's done that way. In 5, it says, The heart of the foolish is like a cartwheel, and his thoughts are like a, ro a rolling axe tree. Okay? And that's like a, uh, you're, you're going in circles, okay? So you're back where you began. And notice here the axe tree, that's like a, a where they throw the axe or the tree under an object, a heavy object, and they use it like an axle. It's a rolling tree. It, it uh, helps the heavy object to move. But here, what the, what is the psalmist saying here? It's you're going round and round and round, and you're not getting anywhere. All right, and uh, when it comes to this heart, uh, the uh, translators are saying uh, it could be your bowels. What's in other words, it's what's inside you. There, out of Greek, a stallion horse is as a mocking friend. He nayeth under every one that sitteth upon him. Okay. Now, this is about some... <laughs> the horse is not faithful, okay? We'll put it like that. And this neighing, uh, in prophecy, this uh, neighing after other people's wife is used uh, in several places in prophecy about the uh, non-moral uh, people. God's really upset with them for their adultery, all right? So here he's saying there's no loyalty here with the horse, and that is a uh, allegory for people. All right, in 7 it says, Why doth one day excel another? Question mark. When as all the light of every day in the year is of the sun. So here he's saying, let's not be observers, observers of days, okay? However, that's not taken away from the law and the uh, moon phases and how God set the feasts there and the timing in the calendar. He's not saying, uh, don't do that. So we don't make uh, an argument where there's none. He's just talking about there's a lot of days in the occult. I mean, they have a day for everything. This is uh, doggy day. This is kitty cat day. This is uh, Lincoln's birthday. This is this. This is that. There's a day for everything under the sun here. And that gets that's carried away. 
how do you call it? Uh, they're not going by uh, the law of Moses in this. We're not even going by their calendar anymore here in the United States. We're going by the uh, Babylonian calendar to this day. In 8 it says, by the knowledge of the Lord, they were distinguished and he altered seasons and feasts. Uh, see there? Read on. He's still talking about this. And uh, this comes right out of the law, Moses. And uh, we're going to get back into that. We're going back into Deuteronomy and uh, this setting of the feasts of the year. Feasting unto the Lord, that is. Um, that's going to be brought up again here as we go over the whole Bible. Okay. Nine, it says, Some of them hath he made high days and hallowed them, and some of them hath he made ordinary days, period. And this, this is going right back to the law of Moses and uh, setting the uh, calendar by the moon. In ten, it says, And all men are from the ground, and Adam was created of earth okay and that's what's inside us that's what god made man and he creates that baby in the womb to this day does he not in 11 it says in much knowledge the lord hath divided them and made their ways diverse some of them hath he blessed and exalted and some of them hath he sanctified, and set near himself, but some of them hath he cursed, and brought low, and turned out of their places, okay, so you see here, there are cursed days, and that's why we bring them up, Sirach's bringing them up here, and dastardly deeds are done on those days, uh, including the sacrifices and their ungodly religions. Um, we call it the timetable of Satan, and that's what he's talking about here. There is the uh, Julian calendar sun cycle celebration to Satan every 28 years, and uh, that is their number of new beginnings, and it is uh, has to do with the sun, which is Baal, and from there, they divided into sections of seven. And that is their number of new beginnings. It's our number of finality, okay? But to the occultist, it's their new beginning because 666 is their number of finality. Okay. Now, yeah, from there in your, in your seven-year inter intervals uh, in the timetable of Satan... They go off into the astrology, and they have other little holy days like Sam Hain, like the equinoxes, uh, the longest day of the year, shortest day of the year, etc. And that religion goes back pre-flood, and that's chiseled in stone. There is no arguing about that. Okay, now in Jeremiah, we have the, uh, the allegory of the potter. And that really angers the Egyptian mystery school because they say the potter is sacred. 
That's why we have Potiphar. That's why we have Harry Potter. Okay? Potolemy. See, it goes back to the Egyptian ungodly tampering with the, the fallen angels religion and all their shrines and their unholy days. Speaking of unholy days, there's a big center for it right there. Right there next to the good old pyramids and obelisks and those things that come out of the mystery school of Babylon. As the clay is in the potter's hand to fashion it at his pleasure, so man is in the hand of him that made him to render to them as liketh him best. Okay. And they're harmonizing this with Isaiah 45, 9 and uh, Romans 9, 20 and 21. Okay. But uh, where this potter similitude is used. 14. Good is set against evil and life against death. So is the godly against the sinner and the sinner against the godly. Again, that is absolutely true. The sheep and the goats, the right and the left, okay? There's coming a dividing. There's coming a plumb line to earth, and uh, God knows the, the, the wheat from the chaff. And uh, uh, angels aren't going to make any mistakes. The ones doing the harvest, they're on the sickles. The two sickles of revelations. And that harmonizes with the whole Bible. The double sickle. The wheat into the barn. The waste product into the fire. Okay, in 15, so look upon all the works of the Most High, capital H, and there are two and two, one against another. Okay, and the occultist comes along and says, no, we're going to, we are going to have thesis, antithesis, and synthesis, and we're going to mix and mingle the worship of Baal with the Bible. Yeah, yeah, there's your origin school of philosophy that has uh, created the fake Christian. Buildings, churches, people. Hey, there's lots of priests of Baal that waltz right in there. Yes, they do. The Gnostic, and he can present himself as any religion. But they have their big dynamic attack on Christianity and they're trying to destroy every Christian. Now, how do you like that? One against another, the rich against the poor. 16, I waked up last of all as one that gathered after the grape gatherers. By the blessing of the Lord, I profited and filled my wine press like a gatherer of grapes. Okay, now listen to me. That is all good in its uh, uh, carnal meaning. But yet there is big allegory here. Okay? He's talking about his 
work that he's doing for the Lord and uh, putting these parables down for all generations forever. That's what he's talking about. And that helps with God's wine press and God's fruit and God's tree, all right, and God's treasure. And to separate the wheat from the chaff, it does all that, the doctrine, okay? So, and how do we know that? Well, we just read on. What does it say? Consider that I labored not for myself only, but for all them that seek learning. How about that? Hear me, O ye great men of the people, and hearken with your ears, ye rulers of the congregation. Give not thy son and wife, thy brother and friend, power over thee whilst while thou livest. And give not thy goods to another, lest it repent thee, and thou entreat for the same again. So here you are. You get to be an old timer, so you go ahead and give everything over to somebody you trust. Now you got to go ask for it. And he's warning you about doing that here. Okay. And uh, so that's that. Um, 20 says, As long as thou livest and hast breath in thee, give not thyself over to any. So this is not, there are certain things that are given to you and you are responsible, so be responsible. Uh, don't go giving it away to people before you pass away and put it all in them. And then uh, the temptation gets them and they're not helping you anymore. That's a mistake, according to the wisdom of Chirac here. In 21, it says, For better is that th thy children should seek to thee than that thou shouldest stand to their courtesy. So once again, you, uh, okay, you're going to take care of me, and here's everything I have. It's all your responsibility. And I'll just ask you when, you, when uh, I need something. Well, in this case, in 21, he's warning you against doing that. In all thy works, keep to thyself the preeminence. Leave not a stain in thine honor, okay? You're, you got life, you got breath, I don't care what your age is. Step up to the plate and do what you have to do. Do your duty. All right, on we go in 23. At the time when thou shalt end thy days and finish thy life, Distribute thine inheritance. Okay, that's plain speech. And when the tax man gets a hold of that, you won't have any inheritance. How, how about that little added line? 24. Fodder, a wand, and burdens are for the ass. And bread, correction, and work for a servant. Okay. All right. So here you're feeding. Uh, you're, you got to have a little broom uh, on the rear end. See, I've learned that when you have stubborn animals, <laughs> you, 
you got to get their attention somehow. Not hurt them, but you you have to um, give them a little boop, boop, boop on the butt. Let's put it like that. And uh, so and and so the old ass is carrying it and uh, here for the the servants you're feeding them and you're correcting them and uh, this servant is working hard, isn't he? All right, so there's that. 25, if thou set thy servant to labor, thou shalt find rest. But if thou let him go idle, he shall seek liberty. All right. And that don't sound like the good liberty. Okay, that sounds like uh, there might be some mischief in his liberty here. But anyway, he's giving you the facts of life here. Keep them busy. They are there whether it's a hired servant or whoever it is, you make sure they're staying busy here in that. 26, a yoke and a collar do bow the neck. So are tortures and torments for an evil servant. Ouch. Ouch. So somebody's getting the wrong end of the broom there, aren't they? All right, but he's, he's involved in what? Evil. Okay, and uh, so that could be a lot of different types of evil here. 27, send him to labor that he be not idle, for idleness teacheth much evil. And that's true in history. Uh, look when David sinned. He wasn't out in the battle. No, he stayed home. He had lollygag time on his hands, and what was he doing but peeping off on top of Bathsheba, not just there. Uh, there was idle time there at Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm told, out of the book of Jaser. And so, uh, and other people complained about it. Um, there tends to be a uh, temptation that's given to people when they're too idle and they're not, uh, they're not being elbow grease uh, motivated you have to be motivated to uh, go ahead and do whatever is your undertaking. And uh, we were told in Genesis that we should toil. Okay, and it's a good thing to toil. So here he is just generally talking about idleness and how that can, that can really lead to evil. In 28... Set him to work as it fit, as is fit for him. If he be not obedient, put on more heavy fetters. So don't take no for an answer. And here you got to be forceful. 29. But... Be not excessive towards any, and without discretion, do nothing. Okay, so what's he telling you? Don't you don't overbeat your animal, your ass, your servant. Don't don't be uh, like the ungodly are. In other words, this is a if if you have a um, animal. They just need to know that you're angry at them in most cases. 
beating them, that's not going to do anything but uh, ruin them. And the same with a servant. You don't. You got to be strong, and you got to um, correct. But you don't want to be brutal here. Okay, does that explain it there, table lady? She says it does. Okay, and 30 says, If thou have a servant, let him be unto thee as thyself, because thou hast bought him with a price. Period. Okay, so what does that mean? That means you do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and that includes your servant that you have paid with a price here. Okay, in 31 it says, If thou have a servant... Entreat him as a brother, for thou hast need of him as of thine own soul. If thou entreat him evil, and he run from thee, which way wilt thou go to seek him? Period. So there we go. You do unto others. You uh, never abuse people. But uh, the fact is that if you want a tough animal, you give him a little boop on the butt with a broom. If you want a tough son or daughter, you know what? You got you to gotta dive in there and correct, all right? But you do it with love. You just do it with love, folks. It's not some uh, torturing where you're screwing people's screws under their thumbs or anything like that. That's not what it is. It is to keep people guided in the footsteps, keep them motivated. And uh, the fact is that uh, when your dad beat your rear end when you were growing up, uh, you'll end up loving him for that. Because it says in there that if you spare the rod, it will spoil the child, folks. So we just can't have that. All right, so there's a discipline that's being taught here. Not being brutal, but it's brutal if you don't discipline. When the time is there to discipline and you neglect that, that is that is just wrong. It just is here. All right, everybody, we're going to get this up. We're going to keep going at least one a day and keep everyone studying. I'll tell you, thank you.